You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, the editor of Smoking Cuban and writer at Mavs.com. What you got for me, Isaac? Nick, to steal a headline from the Dallas Morning News, there's a new marshal in town. <laughs> there is. <laughs> we are we are Marshall. They are Marshall. She is Marshall. <laughs> How much of a boss was she? It, Cynthia Marshall laid down the law. Pretty awesome. Like I want after this after that whole press conference, I just wanted to suit up and like let's just go to battle. Like I would let her lead a army I was in into battle. Uh I have a Sotnam shame in regards to this situation. What? Somebody in my mentions said something about Cynthia Marshall that that just... It better be positive. Oh, no, no, no. It's a sound of shame. Oh, my gosh. Who could say something something negative about this? This is a guy, his his display name on his Twitter is Dennis Number One Fan. So, I don't... Okay, that's cool. I don't know if I believe him anymore, though. Uh, He said, this new GM is a B-word. Oh, get him out of here. He doesn't even deserve to be mentioned on this pod. And so, I quote-tweeted him and said... Very Luke Skywalker voice. Everything you just said was so wrong. <laughs> what on earth? Get out of here, bro. So I don't like, even waste time on that. Dude. First of all, okay. For anybody, because I think there could be some people confused. She is not the GM. She's not going to be even touching the basketball operations side. No. That's even though not, Eddie Sefko asked her to, which is really weird. But that was weird. I don't know. I don't know about that part. But as complete catch up, if some of you are lost. Um, Mavericks had their press conference on Monday. Introduced Cynthia Marshall as the uh, the new interim uh, CEO. Of She'll the be Mavericks. the CEO. She'll be the full time. Yes, uh, they made it very clear. Will she have the opportunity to become the full time CEO? Um, Cuban and herself said yes. So you'd assume that basically she's going to come in and she's got power. And the the she's press conference power. last. Press conference lasted probably what ten minutes. Yeah, you say? not that long. Pretty short. Uh, Cuban um, was Said held like on five a leash. Words. <laughs> it reminded me. So it was, it was Marshall and Cuban. And it reminded me. Do you know any couples in your life that you know the woman is the over dominant one? Like the woman wears the pants and is like she makes. Like the wife is the one. Like it's very clear whenever you hang out with them or you go to their house that the woman is yeah. is it. Like the, the woman, like in the relationship, not necessarily between between Cuban and and uh, Cynthia, but like the, the woman is almost afraid of what the man is gonna say if he like says anything. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like you know, it's just like, hey, know. she she runs the thing. Like the husband's almost like a puppy dog on a leash. Like, hey, let me. And like this press conference, it was man, she had the power, and Cuban has given her the power. And I mean, there was even a point to where somebody asked Cuban a question in the press conference, and she said, uh, "No, hold up, Mark, I'll take this one." And she's like, "If that gives you a hint of who, you know who has the you know control right now, 
And uh, she just she made it very clear and that she is here for business and that she is here to uh, fix this thing. And what I really, really liked from her, is she said, you know, I have my brand basically saying I have my own resume, my own career that I've built up my entire life. And I would not attach myself to a human being like Mark or to this organization, to the situation, if I didn't think that I could change it and I could fix it. And that was the most powerful part for me, that she is a very successful woman and much respected. You can't find, I mean, I can't find anything so far, some negative about they her. They said like at, she, at 18, so she used to be an, an executive or high up at AT&T, and they said AT&T was just devastated when they you know, found out that she was actually going to leave. Now, they, they suggested her to Cuban when Cuban called AT&T. Uh, I don't think Cuban calls the customer support line like we do, but... <laughs> I think he's got some other numbers, but and she even went through that of Cuban trying to contact her, and that right. was the only can weird we, part. Can we, talk, <laughs> I know. can we talk about this? Okay, so this is what happened. So she said they asked, "Okay, when did you get the call?" Blah blah. She goes, "Well, I I can't can I can I say?" And she's like looking around. She's kind of like looking at at the Mavs PR manager, and she's like, "Can I can I say? I, can't, I don't think I can say this, but I was wearing the sweats of another team when I got the call." Now done a little you know digging she grew up in oakland so warriors Uh-oh. could be could be warriors she went to cal berkeley um but that's the only i mean that's that'd be my guess if i ever get one-on-one with her i'm gonna ask her <laughs> i feel like she would tell me but uh so she said when she got the call from cuban she answers the phone he says hello this is mark cuban and she goes okay now who is that <laughs> So we debated this at practice today before we went in to uh, to talk to Rick and them, and we were talking about that exact quote. And some of the media outside were like, "Is it like she? What are the chances she really didn't know Cuban?" She like, said, she continued people... and said, "Like I didn't know who he. I didn't even know who Cuban was. My children knew from Shark Tank and everything else, but I had no idea who he was." Yeah. So like how? And so we were talking about. How you would have to not know about Cuban, especially in the United States. You and can never watch ESPN ever. You don't watch sports ever. and you don't watch TV. CNN, and, you can't watch that. Yeah, so like Fox Business, you just have to be. Which, when you think about it, like if she's not into sports and if she's so busy, she really doesn't care about TV. And some people cut their, you know, she's not on social media. I mean, I guess like, and even Cuban's the mo- one of the most active owners, probably. So. Uh, it was a, it was a funny moment in the press conference that she's like I didn't know who he was, and I, I thought it was I thought it was important too that she said she said you know I do you want me to keep on going? No, sorry, no. I was gonna get my dog, but she uh, you know she said you know she said hey yeah I read the Sports Illustrated article too, and she said I was disgusted, I was you know blah 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 blah, but she she said that. She had this like mindset and she said she she had this uh, she had this like perception of the situation going into this meeting with Cuban. And she's like, you know, I had this whole like mindset going into the meeting. And she said, when I sat down for an hour with Cuban, it all changed. And Cuban was very transparent and, want, you know, saying here she even talked about how she wrote up a plan to fix everything over the next year or so. And that Cuban didn't even want to look at it. He yeah, just said, okay, that, that's, another, that's another thing I want to get to. Because she said she made that whole plan about how she wants to change everything. 
She asked Cuban if he wanted to see it. Cuban said, no, I don't want to see it. I trust you, all this stuff. And then she said, good, I was testing you. Now, I'm not a higher up at a company. I don't know how all that works. But isn't that the way we got into all this, that Cuban you know, didn't see or didn't wasn't aware of things, and now all of a sudden we're like supposed to praise him for not wanting to see the plan or not wanting to see what you know what's going on maybe 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 it's different maybe i'm missing something but it just seemed weird to me that like all of a sudden we were praising him for not wanting to be involved in something when we were just like you should have been a little more involved well i just think it's different with her when her job is to i mean whatever her job is to come in and do they've they've communicated it and he knows what this plan or job will be um and he'll be in the loop. I don't think he'll just be completely out of it. So, yeah, I think I think it's different with her. Maybe the results are different than like the process. Like maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't need to see the process because he trusts her with that. But then, like yeah. the you know whatever the results are, whatever answers he gets, you know that kind of stuff. The that the sort of conduct thing. Maybe that's the part that we should be more worried about him worrying about. Yeah, and I mean he he got asked different questions, and he just continuously said. You know, I, I'm not going to talk on it. I'm not going to speak about it. I think one reporter even that got a little upset with him was like, millions of fans want to hear these answers. And, and she Which pretty much bold. answered for That's him. Just, just <laughs> and like, she was, yeah, he knows why he's not saying anything. Like He knows that there are like potential lawsuits out there. They, they have to know that there's stuff out there that he can't just be like, you know, flippantly just saying things all the time like he normally is. And that's what, that's what a, a lot of media is used to. They're used to Mark Cuban being on the, you know, the Stairmaster before the game and just like talking about all the stuff and shooting the breeze and all the, and all, all that kind of stuff, not, you know, holding back for anything. And then yeah. all of a sudden he can't say anything and it makes him mad because they didn't get the answer that they want because he, he is so easy to cover. It's not even funny. Like you and I have access to him, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you and I could contact him. Uh, which <laughs> that just should, that just doesn't happen in a lot of other situations. No, it doesn't. And um, you know, so she just kept on saying, "Hey, you know, nothing's gonna, you know, he's not gonna answer anything. He, <laughs> I won't let him. Uh, the investigation will play out, and all the information that people want will come out with the investigation." So, um, to round it up, like it was, it was a great, great press conference. She seems like a home run. She was at the game. They put her on the jumbotron. She was dancing. They introduced her. Yeah, I posted um, the video with the, with the sound. They were playing that uh, Beyonce song, "Who Run the World?" Who run the world, girls? Who run the? <laughs> and she was like, she's like when they introduced her. Usually, you introduce somebody like that. They just like wave from their seat. She gets up, arms in the air. She's like jumping around, the fists going in the air. She kind of like turns around, looks at the crowd. Cuban is dying laughing, sitting right next to her. I mean, it was it's probably the happiest that dude has been in like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we haven't discussed, you know, Dan Fagan and, yeah, you know, Cuban was really close with him, too, and that's a whole different situation. He was uh, he's a sports agent that died in a, a car crash recently. Did you see the, the picture that Drew Gooden posted? Yeah, I mean, that was Drew sad. Gooden posted a picture. He was in Aspen, apparently, uh, on a vacation, and Drew Gooden was, you know, with him there, and he had his kids there, and there's a picture of, his, of Drew Gooden's two kids playing in the snow and then Dan Fagan, like, standing right near them smiling for the photo and he was like i can't believe that this was taken a day before the guy died yeah man it's crazy and and that i mean and you know don carter died recently it's just you never know when your when your time is is up and just this life is fleeting sometimes and yeah i don't know it makes me think a lot today i saw i was uh i was walking home from work today 
And I saw a fire truck rolling down the road, and I was like, oh, you get that gut feel, you get that feeling in your stomach, like don't turn right, don't turn right, don't turn right. <laughs> yeah. And my dog's the only one that was in the apartment, but still, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you never know. So don't hold back if you want to say things to people. That's one thing that I always think about. Like every time my wife leaves anywhere like that i'm with her i i make sure i make it a point the last thing i'm going to tell her is i love you always like i yep. say it probably way too much and it might be watered down at this point but like every phone conversation she's gonna know all, yeah all the time yeah i'll call her back if i if we end it weird like we're yelling at each other or just kind of like getting in a you know a, a talk about logistics of life i'll i'll call her back and be like just want to let you know <laughs> like, oh, i love you and she's like not more than the lakers though <laughs> 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 and then Laker barks in the background and agrees. Uh, what do you got to say about this game? Uh, it was fun. I, I, I kind of enjoyed it. The first three quarters were, were you know, not that great. But then the fourth quarter, we had a blast. Uh, <laughs> our fourth quarter theater failed miserably because it was, like, honestly, it failed because it was so loud in there. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. I've been, like, hounding everybody on this podcast the past, like, three days saying, show up to the game, be there for the players, cheer for Dirk, like, all this stuff. And man, like they did, and it was awesome. If you're in the house, much respect to you because that place was rocking. It, it was. was super fun. It was yeah, almost it was. as if, like, if you had just brought aliens down to Earth and you had sat down and been like, "All right, what is the record of this team?" And they're like, "Oh, they're probably like a playoff team." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you just sat them yeah. down because of how how full it was. I mean, it's obviously sellout again, and, uh, and everybody. <laughs> I mean, I'm, just, I'm expecting it at this point, and. Uh, <laughs> Or it's not expecting. It's a given. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a given. It's a given. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was very loud. Like it was a good, great atmosphere. So these games are still fun. A lot of people, I, oh, okay, here we go. A lot of people have been doing the whole, and it's so stupid. It's the stupidest argument. Like, well, if the Warriors are just going to win anyway, then what's the point of playing the season? Go watch the show, The Starters. Oh, that is the reason to play the season because there are all these little things. Go look at Worldwide Wob's Twitter feed. Like that is the reason to play the season because it's so fun. The NBA is fun, guys. Like it's fun to play basketball. It's fun to watch these games. It's fun to watch these players play. It's fun to have. Uh, it's fun to have Harrison Barnes hitting clutch free throws and Dennis Smith Jr. getting to hit clutch free throws, and it's it's fun to see. Uh, you know, Doug McDermott getting out there hitting buckets. You know, it's that that stuff is fun. It's fun to see. Uh, a fast break with Wes Matthews and Harrison Barnes fail miserably, and you're like, oh, I expected that the whole way. Like, it just, you know, little things like that <laughs> that, I don't know. I love the NBA, and I know if you're listening, you love the NBA. Don't give up on it just yeah. because, you know, there's there's only, it seems like there's only two options. Oh, you're either tanking or you're championship. Well, there, there's a middle ground, too, and the middle ground can be fun, and it's fine. Yeah, we don't have to be this elitist fun. culture where it's like, yo, there's only two options. Only two. If you're in the middle, what are you doing? I'm not about that. You're being fed lies by the right, by the left, <laughs> both sides. You rub that this cream logic. all over your face, and then then you'll get to know. Then you'll know your eyes will be open. That's my best Alex Jones impression. Uh, I yeah, I don't like that logic either. Either two options, because I mean it's just a mess. These snowflakes on the left. <laughs> Nick's back. <laughs> That's my. I mean, they should just put Alex Jones on Fox Sports One for just like one day. <laughs> just like, all right, dude, you do your do your shtick, but only do sports takes. <laughs> that would be so great. All right, let's get to what we're actually doing today. Uh, 
I mean, the game that Mavericks won 109 to 103. I, uh, you guys didn't hear, but I owe Isaac some breadsticks now. <laughs> so I'm talking about they, tomorrow. But night, in my I defense, though, they were down like seven when I made the bet. So I was I was the one going out on the limb there. Yeah, I said that Mavericks Mavericks would win, and I did get nervous, but. <laughs> Of course, they've won 18 games. (laughs) And real quick, last point of uh, of the game. Remind the listeners what this win meant in the loss column or in the tank rank. Oh man, yeah. So we talked about it on the fourth quarter theater that you guys will never hear. Maybe I'll maybe I'll share a piece of it. The uh, so the Mavericks were in third in the draft lottery, and because of their win last night, they dropped all the way to sixth. That is the difference between one win. It is, I mean, it's insane. Go to tankathon.com. Do yourself a favor. Go to tankathon.com and go check out the top of the draft lottery because those teams, I mean, the Phoenixes, the Orlandos, the Hawks, like the Memphises, they are committed. I mean, they are committed to this. And the Mavericks are the ones that are kind of teetering on either or. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people are going to start playing each other pretty soon. So. I think I read yesterday. I think it was uh, Tim Bontemp said that of the of the seven or six or seven teams in the Great Tank Race, they were zero and nineteen since the All Star break. This was yesterday, so before the Mavericks won, and they were no two and nineteen since the All Star break or something like that. Two and two and something, and the only two wins were because they played each other. <laughs> like <laughs> like two of the six teams played each other. It is. I mean, it is. It's getting there. This this is this is also a, a reminder that. This is the last year that the the odds will be as high because next year in the 2019 lottery, the odds are going to be a little more spread out and they're going to they're going to smooth it a little bit so where the odds are a little more evened out, which is probably going to be good for the Mavericks because they'll probably be bad again, and then they'll have better odds even though they're going to be lower. I didn't understand that at all. Like that whole solution we oh, talked the reason about. The for pod, doing, I think yeah. I thought it was the stupidest thing ever. It just means that people are going to tank. I almost think more teams are going to tank yeah, because be- now because a team like Charlotte. Now has a chance to get a little higher odds if they just decide to. Yeah, because the top three, the top three worst records are going to be like even odds now. I'm pretty sure. So it's like or top four or whatever it is. So it's like if if you're one of those teams like Charlotte or something, you're like, oh crap, I don't have to go to one now. I just need to get to four in the tank. And I don't know. I just think it's stupid. But anyway, I mean, it's going to be good for teams that like the Mavericks. They're going to be maybe in the six to seven range. I'm I'm just ready for like a complete overhaul. Of the whole system? You want the wheel? Yeah. You want Mike Zarin's wheel? I don't mind the wheel. Uh, <clears throat> that guy that was with Bill Simmons today on the whatever that... Herala Bob Bogaris. Yeah, like some of his ideas were pretty cool too. Um, yeah, that's a smart guy. But yeah, I'm just... I'm ready for all that to be over. I'm tired of this bull crap. Like even that, even the odds, bring out a wheel, bring something. I, I'm just... I'm sick of this tank crap. No, nah, the lottery's fun. I love watching the lottery. I think the lottery would be more fun if there was even odds. Yeah, maybe, I guess. But then you don't have upsets, you know? Like, the upsets are what's kind of funny in the lottery. I saw somebody, I think this was Daryl Morey, talk about how they're talking about potentially being able to trade certain combinations of ping pong balls. Because this whole odds thing is that you get certain combinations of ping pong balls. And that the percentage is how much, how, what the percentage is of that those ping pong balls will all be picked. And so, like, say, number one spot next year has 15%. You could trade half of that. So, like, all right, you, you can take 7.5% of our 
of our lottery odds. That's no, no, that's too confusing for people. It's crazy. Which I mean, the time that you would be able to do that is just insane because the time from the draft lottery where we actually decided who's where, and then yeah. you know, to yeah, there's there's even no trading then. So I'm down for just doing doing the simple play in tournament that Zach Lowe mentioned of the four teams, seven and ten, eight and nine, and then take the other remaining team, ten teams, and make it flat out even odds. And just do a simple draw. Yeah, the only thing with that, though, is we'll have teams like, like, if they started that next year, Sacramento and Orlando would never be good again. (laughs) Well, that's their fault. (laughs) Like, never. All right, let's get to what we're actually getting to today, uh, 20 minutes into the podcast. Isaac has a piece right now on the Smoking Cuban that I was not allowed to read today. And Isaac, tell us the premise of this. And part of it is pretty, pretty fun hypothetical. All right, so this all started with the whole Kawhi Leonard stuff that came out. <laughs> and all-star. Our, all-star. <laughs> um, it, start, it started off with the, you know, the Kawhi Leonard stuff, everything going on in San Antonio and just all that stuff. So people were really getting into this, like, man, what if they trade him and all this stuff? So our staff is smoking Cuban. You know, we were, like, debating, like, oh, okay, would, you know, they were throwing out Harrison Barnes and 2019 pick. I'm like, oh, all this different stuff. And I'm like, well, if anything with Kawhi Leonard, it would have to start with the 2018 pick. So then it went into me thinking about Wiggins and Cleveland uh, getting, you know, trading Wiggins, number one pick for Kevin Love. So then it just went into, okay, well, exactly how many players across the league, hypothetically speaking, if every player was on the board, like not talking, you know, a lot of these teams wouldn't trade somebody like Giannis, but how many players across the board would the Dallas Mavericks trade? the top overall pick straight up for. So let's say draft lottery comes, Dallas wins the top pick in the draft. How many players across the league would they trade the pick straight up for if offered by the other team? This was hard. So <clears throat> Yeah, so a lot of things goes into it. You know, the fit next to Dennis, their age has a lot to do with it, their, you know, star potential, you know, even looking at some of these guys that are later on in age but dang like they might be so good to where five years of them might mean a title and you know within the next three years or something like that so is it worth it at that point and so there's a lot of different opinions on it on that of who you know just how many players because this draft we think it's star potential at the top with Doncic and you know deandre ayton in, enter your own prospect or whatever so is trading one of them, is trading Doncic or trading uh, Aiton, who who would it be worth it for if you're the Mavericks? And in in logistically speaking, the, uh, Dallas has so much cap space to where a lot of these deals could realistically happen. So a lot of these guys you're looking at saying, okay, well, if blank team did offer this player, Dallas could just trade him straight up because they have the cap space to just take on a big contract like that too. So if they have a big contract. So anyway, I separated into four different categories. 2017 picks, the same as Dennis's class. May, uh, <clears throat> barely knows, ones that just barely missed the cut. Maybes, I have a group of players that's in the maybe group that's like, you know what, you could convince me either way on this, probably. And then I have a list of players of no doubts. So didn't want Nick to read it today because I wanted him to make his own list so we could come at it together and say, okay, let's throw out some of these names. We'll debate it some and see where we differ. So let's start with the 2017 picks. 
and I'll just throw it up to you. What what are some names you even that would even be considered? I have four names that would even be thought about. Yeah, I, I only not wrote, four that I would technically do. I would do, but four I just threw out there. Yeah, I only wrote down Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum. Okay, I threw out there Lonzo and Markinen. I said no to both of them, no, so I'm like, I no, would wouldn't do it. Um, just don't think they're there. Wouldn't do it. And we're talking about the number one pick. So I mean, you have the, the number, number one, one pick. spot in this year's exactly. Draft. And this is not um, 2013. <laughs> this is a draft that's actually going to be good. Yes. So the Tatum thing is super intriguing. I posed it to my staff today. They were kind of torn on it. Most of them said no. Um, when you really look at the Tatum thing, are you uh, are you a believer of him outside of Boston? And that really it comes down to Tatum or Doncic to go alongside Dennis moving forward. See if you if you do it like that, like the the problem is you also factor in Harrison Barnes too. And we yeah, talked yeah. we talked about before the draft that Tatum was kind of one of those guys where we said, well, he's I mean he's just a smaller you know, he's just like a younger version of Harrison Barnes right now. He's probably I mean, in a lot of areas, he's as good as Harrison Barnes is right now. And and then you also factor in, well, a lot of players leaving Boston don't look as good. <laughs> so yeah. it's just a lot of different factors with him. Uh, if we're talking about just this Mavericks team, I don't think I would trade the number one pick for Jason Tatum. I don't think I would either. If, I bear I lean no. Donovan Mitchell, though, I 100% would. Mitchell, it all comes down to his fit next to Dennis. If you think he can oh, play off the ball. That would be so great. If you think he can play off the ball in like the Seth Curry type role, then you do it. I, I would think you do it. It's funny you say uh, that because he hasn't played a minute this year. But So so the Tatum thing, I'm going to throw this at you. Let's say Boston does throw this massive package for Anthony Davis. And let's say let's say New Orleans, and it's at the draft. And let's say, the, let's say Boston lands like, you know, they can land the what, two through five in the draft, right? Yeah, if that Lakers pick ends two through five, let's say Boston lands the like the fifth pick in the draft, and they call up New Orleans on draft night and they say, "Hey, like, we'll trade you this fifth pick, you know, future picks, whatever." And then like, what about Jason Tatum? Well, what if what if New Orleans is like, well, instead of Tatum, we would rather take another top five pick in this draft, and let's say call Dallas and say, "Dallas, give me your pick for Tatum." So then New Orleans is walking away with two picks in the top five of this draft. You know, that's when it's that type of stuff, you know, who values what to where, you know, would Dallas give up the third pick for Tatum? You know, would it gets really intriguing. It's so hard to see. I'm saying, yeah. Fit is just so weird. Yeah, I I know, I know. I, I get it completely. And it's just all about how you evaluate Tatum and like, the long-term pairing of him and Dennis moving forward, like could that be special and all this different stuff? That anyway. I'm all about. I I, just, I know the Mavericks are, you know, they're committed to Harrison Barnes, and I don't know if that would work out well. Yeah, so maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's like he's a talent. We should add him, but so is Aiton, so is Doncic, so is Michael Porter Jr. I mean, yeah. So I I keep uh, Donovan Mitchell's the only one out of the 2017 class. Okay, so let's move to barely no. These are guys that. Um, well, let's get the hundred percent out of the way, because there's some obvious. Okay, there's, go, yeah, there's some obvious the ones. Okay, let me uh, go to the end real quick. So Giannis, I have I have thirteen, no doubts. Wow. How how many do you have? I don't think that many. Okay. All right, so so you go through yours first. I have thirteen, no doubts that if they were offered on draft night, straight up, I would do it in a heartbeat. 
All right, I didn't, I didn't write this, so I didn't think about it as long as you. But okay, Giannis for sure. He's okay. twenty three. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, Durant still. He's twenty nine, but he's gonna age really well. Yeah. Um, I just want to see if you have a name I don't have. Harden. Okay. I think yeah. I still would. He's twenty eight. I don't think I would with Curry. Oh, I would. I would for sure. I, don't, I just don't like. Ah, that's that's such a tough one because he has the perfect backcourt partner right now, you know, with with Clay mm-hmm. Thompson. And if you move him somewhere else, it's. I know his you know his shooting would be you know is sensational anywhere. Like that would translate and that would become its own offense. But I just don't know what else you're putting around him that would make it worth it. And he's 29 already, so he's going to age well too. But then the athleticism is going to go. And as soon as his athleticism goes, then then you're like, okay, you're a jump shooter, you're Ray Allen, and you know, in uh, in Boston. Yeah, I don't know. It's I. I, I also, did, my my whole thought process comes down to a guy like that, and you get good another good five years out of him, three to five years. Like you could, he's so good that you could be in title discussion and within he, a year. He yeah. could totally be Steve Nash, where Steve Nash was good until he was, you know, thirty seven. <laughs> so Yeah. I could be totally eating my words. I mean on just that, replace but. that like not even looking at the fit with Dennis. And I mean, but like replace him replace Steph with Dennis right now. Where would this Mavericks team be? Uh yeah. Steph, yeah. West, Maybe a Barnes. lot better. They'd probably be a yeah. five hundred team. <laughs> Yeah, so like that—that's what I'm saying. Like, if it's if it's a player within the, that can, that is good enough despite the age that can make the Mavericks a title worthy team within three years, then I'm doing it. But anyway, keep on going. Uh, I don't think I would with LeBron. Because I was going to say, I, I say LeBron in a heartbeat. You probably wouldn't because of this same logic, kind of. Yeah, I I just don't know. You need you need some extra time. And LeBron doesn't have that time, and then there's that drama that follows him, and you know the first year would just be miserable. Hmm. That would be tough, unless they could keep their cap space and add another guy, because that that's the only thing he's he has he's that laser focus like one mindset that's literally all he's thinking about. Yeah, and I should preface this too: we didn't do we didn't use Paul George or Demarcus Cousin because they have unrestricted free agency coming up. I know it's kind of the same for LeBron. And really, Durant, if he wanted to, yeah. But we just—I'm assuming that you get three to five years of LeBron, and I think three three more years of LeBron at his you know, at the level he's at now could LeBron has the power to make a team a title worthy team. So if it means the Mavericks in a title conversation, then I'm doing it. They're not better than they're not better than the Cavs right now, though. If they had LeBron. If you take LeBron off this Cavs team and yep. put him on the Mavericks, yep, I don't think they're as good. I'd take them, and then, and they're in the West. That that's hard. Like, oh yeah, well I'm saying in within three. I'm not saying they'd be a title team next year, but I'm saying within three years that gives you uh, some movement to make around your roster. Yeah. To then LeBron's 36. I'd, I'd still Man, do it. That's tough. Well, I mean Durant is. I mean, he's four years younger than him. Yeah. That's a lot. Anyway, a lot who else you got? Um, Anthony Davis, obviously. For sure. Uh, Porzingis, probably, even with yeah. the injury. Yeah, uh, just assuming he's healthy, for sure. Towns, yeah. for sure. Yes. Um, there were some people on Twitter that were like, I don't know if I'd do it for Towns. I'm like, you're no, crazy. No, Towns is for real. 
Um, let's see. Kyrie, I was I was not sure about. Like he's in a different category. For seems me. like seems obvious that you definitely would, but no, I, wouldn't. I don't know. You're just overlapping with with Dennis, and then then I guess you trade Dennis for something else, like a different piece. But uh, you're missing a couple more. Westbrook. Yes, you do it. Yeah, I'm not I, I'm the probably, biggest fan, but I you probably do it. probably would. Embiid is one that I really thought about. I probably would. Yes. Yeah. That would be super fun. Uh, you do Kawhi Leonard too. Ben Simmons, Kawhi Leonard. If if I knew about the injury, this just seems so weird. Stop! You can't take Porzingis and not take Leonard. But assuming he's healthy, it's different because the the Kawhi Leonard thing is has this lingering injury that shouldn't have lasted this long, and it's just I don't know. It's just weird. So I mean, if he's if he's healthy, a thousand percent, yes, I would do that. Uh, yeah. Ben Simmons, I would probably do it too. Yeah, the ones I struggle. I had thirteen, no doubts. And the last two, I had 11 for sure. And then the last two, I ended up putting them as no doubts. And that was Ben Simmons and Jokic. And the only thing with Simmons is the fit next to Dennis. And kind of the same process of Luka as far as, you know, just. Yeah, it's the same same situation. Taking the ball out of his hands. And, you know, Ben Simmons can't shoot a three at all. At least Luka can. Yeah, um, but but I think Ben Simmons is such a generational type talent that yeah. he could be that that you do it. Jokic, I wrestled on and I pulled it on Twitter today. It has you know people have been arguing about it, quote tweeting it, and it's been it's like a dead heat. And some people was like, oh my gosh, of course you do this. The Jokic fans coming out of the you know barn of you got to do it. Like this, he's the best. <laughs> is there a the Jokic league. barn? There's a Serbian <laughs> barn somewhere. Uh, and then some people was like, oh, of course you you make this trade. Like Jokic can't play defense, and all this stuff. so uh, it's it's gotten some uh, some fans going on it. So yeah, as of right now, I'm looking at your poll right now. It's 758 votes, and it's a 53 percent no. Okay, I think I would be in the 53 percent. Yeah, so you know what? I had him as a no. I well, I had him in the maybe group. So I'll explain the maybe group in a second. But like, I had him in the maybe group and. Then I just really started looking into it. I looked at his numbers, what he's averaging right now. I mean, he's like three assists away from a triple-double, I think, right now. Yeah, and, 17, 10, and just about eight assists. Yeah, and so, like, and he's 22 years old. And I'm like, man, that's just two years older than Dennis. Like, he would be in this whole. I'm sorry, six assists, but still. Okay, but, like, yeah, like, he was still, you know, moving forward. What would him and Dennis look like that would – anyway, I – it, I don't know. That, that's a tough one. I put him in no doubt because I think I would. I think if they made the trade on draft night, I think I would say. There are certain teams okay. that I would definitely do that with. You know, like if I'm the, if I'm say the, the Celtics, like that's a hundred percent. I would do that. Like you put Jokic and Horford together. That would be so, so good. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So can we move on to the maybe group? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the maybe group is I have I have six names in the maybe group. Did I not is, mention anybody in your no doubt? No, you didn't have anybody that I like didn't have. Did you? I mean I had LeBron and some of the older guys. So. Okay, Kyrie Irving is not even in my maybe group. He's in my barely no. My maybe group is if you came at with at me with a good argument, I think I could be convinced. So who's in that group? First one is Devin Booker. Wow. And here's the thing. The fit next to Dennis, I think, would be exceptional. 
I mean, offensively, dude, especially. He's 21 years old. 21. It's crazy. And he's already like put up some crazy shooting stuff in the league. I mean, he's already had a 70 point game. I know we kind of picked that apart, but. Even if it was a 60 point game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's wild. It's wild what he can do. I mean, just thinking of pairing Dennis Smith Jr. and Devin Booker, 20 years old, 21 years old for the next decade is. Uh, you know, so the, so you're looking at it and saying, so you're really asking yourself, so you, can you're ready, to, you're ready to become the Wizards slash Trailblazers of of the future. <laughs> More the Wizards. McCollum's short. McCollum's like six three. Booker's yeah. like six 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 seven. Right. So, um, no, I mean, I mean, I think you would you would make that trade hoping that you could become like a Golden State esque you know type of thing of, you know, Dennis can't shoot like Steph, but like or like a Houston type thing of. Booker's such an exceptional offensive player. So, I don't know. Oh, now we can compare them to Houston. Booker's a little bit better of a scorer than Luka. Okay. So, like, so you, so you, you just ask yourself, you know, who, who has the, with some of these guys that are on this, like, cusp of, like, they're super young and we've already seen what they could do, will they, you know, be better in the long term than an Aiton or a Doncic or something like that. I think. So I would, would you be mad if it came out on draft night? Dallas trades the number one overall pick for Devin Booker straight up. Like, would no, you be mad? I think I would be for that because look at that, look at that kid and and who he's played for, <laughs> and the situations that he's played with, and they've been oh, yeah. tanking and been terrible for the last you know three or four years. So when I said that I had I had thirteen no doubts on my list and then I added two players from other two groups that was Donovan Mitchell and Devin Booker I would do it and yeah I wrestled with it but I would do it I think Booker paired next to Dennis for the next decade um, could be yeah, really special I'm in on that so, I'm, I'm 100% in on that okay Bradley Bill the kid is he's already top 10 in scoring right now in the NBA yeah I know it, it, and people pick apart his defense, but I, I would do it. Sure, Bradley Bill, twenty-four years old. He's in my maybe group. Yeah, if you're a believer in him and he's going to be healthy long term, I could hear the argument. Yeah, the injury stuff still with him. Yes, um, this is one intriguing. Clay Thompson. Are you a Claytheist? Exactly. Clay, Clay next to Dennis. He's twenty-seven already. Yep. So he probably and Clay's going to age well. Oh yeah. Um. So Clay, I mean, you get Clay for another what six to eight years, probably. I mean. Yeah. And stays. Clay's probably still going to be playing at a high level at thirty-five, maybe. I mean, even just six years. Would you trade Doncic or Aiton for Clay? Six years of Clay Thompson next to Dennis. Ah, oh, that's tough. I know, man. It's super hard. Like you start thinking about that crap, and it's like I have him on maybe group. Like you could convince me either way. Because part of the part of this thought exercise is the fact that you are guaranteeing one position for the next, you know, half dozen years. Like you're guaranteeing yes. that that is going to be an all star level position, and yep. that you don't have to worry about that, and you can focus your your assets elsewhere. Like you are, are guaranteeing that it would work, especially with Clay Thompson and Beal. Like you are saying that that spot next to Dennis is like your backcourt is set. Then yeah. you can focus all your stuff on trying to get you know front court help and wings, and you know like you are just guaranteeing that that is secured. Whereas you take some of these guys, I mean, I I'm you know 
I have had Luca number one, but I'm still nervous about it. You're still There's bringing still in a question mark. You're yes. still bringing in a guy that you don't know if you know if he can play against NBA players or if the athleticism is going to be there. You you bring in Aiton. That guy is yeah. seems like a no doubt prospect, but we thought that about Greg Oden. Now that was a different situation, but there's been other there's been others. <laughs> I mean, Anthony Bennett. There's there's been weird number one picks that have just gone in a weird direction that we just didn't expect. So you'd be getting you would be getting a certain in Clay next yeah. to Dennis, and he would be playing a really similar role. Let me flip it on you. If Golden State did that deal, who would they take one? They, right now they take Aiton. Okay. Yeah. Oh gosh, imagine. can you imagine Luca and, and St- Steph Curry? People, all the people who want to love Luca would then be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, dang it, never mind. Okay, moving. on. They could on. take Jaron though. I could see them take because he's kind of like a win now sort of move. I don't know, DeAndre. I think DeAndre Aiton's just as win now. Defensively, though, I feel like Jaron's coming in with. Can you imagine DeAndre Ayton at center on that team? Oh, that's why I said it. That's why that's the first name I said. <laughs> oh, for uh, sure. Okay, Draymond. No. You can't be convinced. No, can't be convinced. So you're a believer that he's just in the system. I believe that he he is he's the motor that runs that car. But I believe that the Mavericks are a like he Uh-oh. and he and Carlisle would just not. Like would just okay, yeah, that's true. You know, see, that's why he's in my maybe group. I could hear both sides, and I'd be like, okay, and yeah, the call he they would no. Demar Derozan, no. Age or just talent? The the age he's He's really he's really really good. I just don't think he's a guy that'll take you to the next you know the a next level. I think I agree with you. Defensively, just nothing. He doesn't bring anything to the table. Twenty one years old, Miles Turner. This one was difficult. We just saw him play last night. He played really well. I don't think I would do it. I think Aiton's going to be better than him. Okay. Yeah, I think I think I lean with you too. He's really good though. If if you're talking about maybe the fifth pick, I would think about it. Yeah, me like Miles Turner or Mo Bamba. Yeah, I'd rather or Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I'd rather have Miles Turner probably. Yeah. Okay, so that's all my maybe group. Okay. So moving on to the last group, barely no. These are guys that I'm pretty pretty firm on saying no. Um, they're not maybe at all for me. Kyrie Irving. Yeah, I'm a maybe just, on him, but I just I just don't know. I don't. I think Steph could fit next to Dennis better than Kyrie. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I, I would um, I would do that, and you would probably have to move Dennis after that. <laughs> yeah. Um, same logic with Damian Lillard. Yeah, I, I don't think I would do that either. No. Um, barely no Victor Oladipo. And that's mainly for yeah, me. It's tough, but I no. just need to see more. Yeah, like more got, than this one year. Got to be more than what? How's he? How many games he's played? He's played fifty-four games at this All-Star level. So I, I'm yeah. gonna need at least a full season. <laughs> yeah, CJ McCollum, no, same thing. Um, theoretically, Andrew Wiggins sounds great. No, but he just hasn't made the improvement that we thought he would be. And, and def- last defensively, one, he's you're not getting what you what you. Basically, you're you're buying color TV, of what you thought was a color TV, and he's coming in and it's black and white. It's doing all and, doing a lot of the things that you thought it was going to do, but not he's what it was still, advertised. Like, super young though, and I mean, I think he's like what 23 or something, and if that, and you still look at like if you're Andrew Wiggins' believer, he was the number one overall pick like what three years ago, four years ago, mm-hmm. 
and now you're like, man. So I wouldn't do it. He's a barely no for me. Where do you have La- like a Brandon Ingram? That one's really intriguing. I would I have him. I would have him in. A, he's not in my list, but I would probably put him in a barely no. I didn't touch any of the other Laker guys. I I'm a super I'm a super believer in him. But I just don't I don't think I can can be convinced. Right. Yes. He'd be in barely no probably. My last one in the barely no is Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't think I'd do that. I don't think I would either. So it's, I mean, the, the timing is not great for this argument because of the injury yeah. he just sustained. What about Paul George? You didn't mention him. Well, remember we said Paul George and Cousins. Oh, you're taking him off. Be, you're taking him off. Yeah, unrestricted free agents. I mean, if you're yeah, listen, if you're telling me that he's going to be committed long term, yeah, I would. For Paul George, I would not do it for Cousins. No, I would not do it for Cousins. I would do it for Paul George. So, yeah, I have my 13 no doubts. The oldest ones as no doubts is obviously LeBron and Steph. I just think that you could be in title consideration. Uh, some of these people that's, you know, wrote me back, you know, it's all about age. Some people are listening to this podcast and be like, you are stupid. Yeah. Like, I would only do this for age. And because I had one dude write me back, he said, literally, there's only like four players I would do this for. It's like Giannis and AD and. And, you know, I forgot who it was, Embiid and somebody else. Like he, and another guy wrote and said, I would only do this for players under 23 or something like that or 22. That's, my, I, I think that's just a closed-minded view of how long NBA players stay in the league. We've just been so, like, euthanized and not in the sense, that yeah. you, not in the sense of the actual word, but just that youth is the only thing that we, you know, care about if you're a rebuilding team. But you can still get – I mean, we, we talked about it. You can still get Durant for – five years he's 34 yeah. he's 34 at the end of that deal he's still like gonna be in his prime or still gonna be you know really really good and it and just like it comes down to we we value these these picks and we like oh my gosh we watch these tapes and study luca and aiden and all this stuff but there's still like nick said a little bit ago, there's still this unknown factor there's still a question mark and when you're debating this and saying oh my gosh like what there is a chance that Aiton could flame out or Luca could flame out or something. He's not going to, you know, whatever, whenever, you know, something like Clay Thompson that you, you know, could have six, you know, ne- next six years. And you don't even know what Clay could be outside of Golden State, you know, like he could take it up a whole different, you know, notch. And so, yeah, I think it's, um, I don't know. It's fun. I wrestled with this for a while last night and yeah, that was fun. It's interesting now, to think about all these guys and imagine them on the Mavericks. Look, quick glance, it's hard to like do this off the top of our head, but like, is there any one of them that you could see logic from the no doubts or maybes from the team? From the team that that player is on? Yeah. Devin Booker, maybe. Yeah. So, like, let's say, let's say Phoenix is sitting there and, you know, they're probably not going to trade and, you know, they love Booker. But let's say Phoenix sitting there saying, you know what, we've sucked for so long. We like Booker, but we, we might even want to push this back a little farther. And say if they trade if they trade with the Mavericks, then they'd have two picks in a top five. You know, so like, you know, if they're sitting there saying Devin, Devin, I'm sorry. We just we gotta get younger. We just we gotta <laughs> find a way to get younger. <laughs> younger than twenty one. He goes like I just got my license flipped over to the horizontal. Like I don't, I don't know. I my, my license was hot drink. dog style for the first like beginning of my career and now it's hamburger style. <laughs> 
Uh, someone on our staff was torn on Porzingis or not. And, That's because uh, Porzingis is torn right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the Clay Thompson thing is interesting. They're not, I don't think they're going to break that group up, but if it turned into a money thing, you know, it'd obviously be a lot cheaper to bring in another guy on a rookie contract and, you know, in exchange for Clay. But yeah, I mean, Bradley Bill's interesting. Like, what if. I don't think I don't think I would do it. It's interesting that we didn't even discuss John Wall at all, and there's there's a reason that neither of us. I even, didn't even throw him in there. There's reason that neither of us even mentioned him, but you'd think that this would be a conversation that he would be in. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know. What about your boy Gary Harris? I like him, but no, not not number one. Like, yeah, you know, I thought about some different players if the the pick was down a little bit lower, but not at one. Like Rudy Gobert, you know. I like Rudy Gobert, but not number one worthy Rudy Gobert. Definitely. That was fun. Those are the players that we would probably trade the number one pick for. Hopefully we're in that position where the Mavericks have that pick. That would be super great and super awesome for this club. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Again, you can find me at Nick Van Exit. You can follow Isaac at Isaac L. Harris. The L stands for legendary. You can also follow us at Locked on Mavs. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Peace out. Boom.